Hello and welcome back to We Watch Movies, a podcast where we watch movies and then talk about them. I'm your host, Elijah. And finally, back is my friend, Forrest. How are you doing, Forrest? Doing really well. It seems like you're disappointed with how long I was away. <laughs> I mean, you left me hanging for two weeks. I would never, ever do that to you, ever. Mm, never, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Um, we'll see so, about that. what have you been mm. up to this morning, Forrest? <laughs> Sleeping. It's pretty wonderful. It's a, it's a great pastime. Yeah, yeah. It's just not so great when you have to do things. Emphasis on past time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, welcome back. How was your vacation? Oh, it was great. It was. It was nice. It was warm. I got to relax and not work. Play a couple games. It was great. Nice. Very good. Very good. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about <clears throat> the final two Harry Potter movies. We're going to wrap up our marathon. Finally, it's been going on for a while. Uh, Harry Potter. Way too the- long. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2. And then after that, our second segment, we will do a final ranking of the Harry Potter movies after Forrest's first um, watch through. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be a grand old time. Uh, anything you want to say before we get started? No, 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 I think I'll... I think I'm good. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So here we go. We do have an Instagram at We Watch Movies Podcast. Check it out. That's right. Follow it. Do we have any followers? Yes, we have followers. Cool, cool. I've never looked at it. I don't have Instagram. (laughs) It's fair. I trust you that we have it. It's not that I don't believe in you. (laughs) It's all a lie. There's okay. no Instagram account. I've just been lying to you. <laughs> and how okay. how people in your circle are seeing my posts, I don't know. But there's no there's no Instagram account. <laughs> the cake oh, is a lie. <laughs> Okie dokie. Harry don't Potter. Try to bend the spoon because there is no oh. spoon. <laughs> Matrix Four. That's happening. Yeah, it is. Wow. I hope it's good. Mm. Nothing can beat the first one. That's true. But it could definitely be better than the second or third. Spoiler alert before we jump in. Yeah, we're spoiling Harry Potter. We're all over the place. Here we go. Harry Potter Mm. and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Starring all the same people from before and probably a couple new people. Um Probably. Yeah, Xenophilia Slovkits in there. Um, Whoa, what? We'll get there. You, you'll, you'll remember. So this is Harry's, well, it's supposed to be his seventh year at Hogwarts, but now that he knows the Horcruxes are out there after discovering them with Dumbledore, he feels the need to go find them and kill Voldemort instead of going to school. So this is basically Harry, Ron, and Hermione playing hooky for two and a half hours. And it's pretty awesome. So Forrest, what did you think? Of Harry Potter 7, part one. Well, to be fair, if they did go back to school, they probably would have gotten uh, 
their souls consumed by the Death Eaters, but just a little bit killed. Just a little bit. I mean, maybe not, maybe not uh, what Ron because he's kind of unimportant, but the other two definitely just have a vendetta against Ron. Ron is the worst, <laughs> and I I don't say that because I dislike him. It's just a fact, you know. I see. I see. No, so Harry Potter Seven Part One. I thought it was a very good film. I thought it was very tonally extraordinarily unlike the rest of the films, which is maybe why I liked it so much. Yeah, there's not much happiness in this one. <laughs> true, true. It just seems like there's... Mm. I don't know, it seems like we go somewhere. Obviously, they, they're traveling on the run throughout the entire the course of the film. But it just, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say with this. I just really liked that it was totally different than the other films, despite the fact that it was a little darker yeah. in style, certainly how it ends. I, I like I, the that they focused on the relationship between the three main characters. Mm-hmm. Which is an emphasis. We didn't have all this this backdrop of all the stuff that was happening at Hogwarts and all the things that we couldn't put in the film because there's so much happening in the book. So we're gonna kind of hint at it, but not really go flesh it out. I like that it was simplified. They were on the run. Everything was a little uh, more real. There was a lot more realism to it. And yeah, I, I just I just liked it. Yeah, yeah. This I feel like you'll be interested to know. Many fans think this movie is an absolute slog and think it's one of the worst ones it's probably because they're harry potter fans and i'm not (laughs) i mean i don't think it's a slog i really enjoy it i think it has some thrilling scenes really 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 good scenes um some of my favorites i love um the part in the diner at the beginning I love them visiting the love goods. I love the, um, oh my gosh, the scene with Bathilda Bagshot is terrifying. Oh, yes. Yes, that is horrible. Yeah, we go full horror movie there. Uh, the silver doe Who's with the- Bathilda Bagshot? Uh, the old lady. Oh. Who turns into a snake. Yeah, no, that, yeah, she she, she turns into- she does turn yeah, that into is pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You remember that scene? She starts. I mean, they should have known that something was up when she started speaking Parseltongue, but. Well, Harry understood it. Right. So he didn't know. Hermione. That they were speaking Parseltongue. Hermione was just spooked. Huh. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, no, there are a lot of great scenes. Uh, the scene when they find the sword of the guy, you know, the thing. Uh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor, yeah. The sword of the, the guy. The, the sword of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> the main guy, because all the houses are important. until Tom Thumb. We're not... Tom Thumb, that's right. Oh, that was a great scene. One of the scenes that did stick out to me, and maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, is when they tell the story when oh, 
Hermione tells the story of the Deathly Hallows, and they have that alternate animation, which looks straight out of a Leica Studios film. It's so cool. It's really awesome. I was trying to find, do you know what studio did that animation for them? No idea. That would be really interesting to find out. Yeah, it would be. But I'm sure it's in the credits if you want to read the 12-minute credits. I did. I, that's how committed I was. I did. No. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, not really. So did you rewatch these for re- in preparation for this episode? Yeah, I did these two. I love them. Sweet. Um, Any new revelations? Well, I realized the seventh movie really feels like a bunch of different like vignettes, um, different scenes, set pieces kind of connected, maybe Mm -hmm. rather than like one consistently flowing narrative. Like the narrative makes sense and it flows fine, but it's like point A, travel, point B, travel, point C, travel. And like there's a really important scene of action or story at each of those locations, but they're all con- they're all connected by these travel sequences, which is a very different structure, as you said, for the series. Right, you're really you're really jumping, and it spans several months. It's quite interesting. It kind of reminds me of the film The Hostels, starring Christian Bale. They're traveling from I think it's like New Mexico to Montana, something like that, and they have all these traveling sequences, but everything that happens happens when they camp at night. It's kind of interesting. Oh, that's but cool. It, that's kind of, yeah. Also bad stuff happens at night. So don't, don't set up camp. It's a bad oh, idea. Oh, no. Gotcha. But going back to this film. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I think all of those interactions between the three main characters, well, they're tr- on their travels very exciting very interesting i like to see the the relationship between the three how they interact with each other and then ron goes off and we have a great time and then he shows up (laughs) again yeah (laughs) i will say while ron's gone we get one of my favorite scenes in the series and interestingly it was not in the books at all Um, but we get Harry and Hermione just dancing together. And it I know you have different thoughts about it, at least from a meaning standpoint, but in my mind, it's just two friends trying to give each other a little bit of light and happiness in the middle of a really oppressively dark story and time. And we see them smile for like the first time in an hour. It's It's really a refreshing scene that's really... It's just really sweet, honestly. I love that scene. I mean, that was my interpretation of the scene as well. I I know you wish it meant something else. (laughs) No, I think that he came over to her and was trying to cheer her up, and so he danced with her. And then at the end there, they kind of maybe got carried away with emotions and kind of backed off. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. The suggestion but I don't know. I think, I just think it was a good scene. Yeah. That's a great scene. And again, not in the books. So fun fact. Also, I turned, I turned the the subtitles on for these films because British accents are terrible. (laughs) 
British no. accents are terrible I mean, I on top of wizardry mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yes. So I had to turn them on so I could understand all the characters. And I realized that. Uh, oh, cat. Oh. Did you hear cat? I did hear a cat. That's Joey. He's having a good time. I'm friends. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. He's always having a good time. No, I realized that. What's his name? Is it uh, Moody or Mooney Mad-Eye? Which one? Mad-Eye Mad Moody? Yeah, that guy. I realized that his first name is Mad-Eye after reading the subtitles. Yeah. And it made a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. That's not actually his first name. That's just a nickname. Well, that's a great nickname. It's kind of like it's kind of like Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. It's not actually Starbuck. It's just a call sign. Right. It's like that, yes. except not in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and it's not a call sign. It's just a nickname. Exactly. So it's almost nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the ending we get cliffhanger ending for the first time really um so we are with the three harry ron and hermione in the woods and some snatchers find them and we get a really fun practical chase sequence which we haven't seen before mm -hmm. and the actors did their own stunts um they had a blast i've read a lot about it uh that scene they had a ton of fun running through the woods with little explosions everywhere and they also had a race and emma watson is the fastest so good for her Somehow that doesn't surprise me. I know. I agree. She seems athletic. Yeah. Bird and Daniel don't seem like <laughs> athletic studs. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you talking about? How did I know his name? That's embarrassing. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get a really fun action scene and it's ended mm -hmm. with them getting captured, taken to Malfoy Manor, which is very spooky. And we get Dobie rescuing them and yeah. it's really fun oh my goodness Joey just threw himself at the closed door like a kamikaze pilot <laughs> Joey needs to settle down Joey does need to settle down <laughs> anyway um, yeah we're in the Malfoy Manor and Dobie comes to rescue them which is really fun callback and then he dies so that's pretty rough yeah, first off, I thought that Dobie would be a much larger part of the franchise. So when he showed up in, what was it, The Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes? Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets, see, there we go, I knew that. I was surprised that he didn't show up again until... It, it, it wasn't this film, was it? It was this film, Seven. Uh, he is also in book th four and five, mm -hmm. I think. At least four. Maybe five. Gotcha. Yeah, Spew is in five, so I think he's probably in five. You don't know what Spew is. I think I do. There's this whole subplot where Hermione's trying to fight for elf rights. She calls it Spew. Yeah, that's it. It sounds like a Hermione thing to do. Yeah, it's the Society for the Protection of Elfish Welfare. 
and Ron yeah. and Harry just call it spew. <laughs> that that's was funny. A, yeah, that's a that's a little Harry Potter sidetrack for you. Anyway, Dobby comes back, Dobby, Dobby, whatever, mm-hmm. he, and he dies. Is it Dobby or is it Dobby? Because I heard Dobby and then you said Dobby, so I just assumed you were right. I mean, the spelling is Dobby, and when British people say it, it sounds more like Dobby. So take your pick. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that correct pronunciation is Dobby, but I've always, my brain heard it as Dobby in the movie, so it it just defaults to that. That makes sense. Yeah, so then you've got all these seedy villains up in Malfoy Manor, especially Bellatrix. Yeah, hey, you remembered the the name. I remembered the full name, too. That's, That's the impressive part. Uh, it's the first time that's happened other than Harry Potter himself. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember Ron's oh, Weasley. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that... Can we just talk about for a minute how stressful that torture scene was between Lestrange and Hermione? Yeah. Like that was horrible. Yeah, that was not even like magical torture she just straight up uses a knife yeah that that really pissed me off yeah yeah if you didn't have enough of a reason to hate her there's another one that's that's a brutal scene and yeah it's kind of these movies aren't for kids anymore (laughs) right they're for the kids that were kids when the first one came out exactly exactly yeah yeah and i thought it was a great emotional beat to end on obviously they intended this when they filmed the films back to back uh for to end the film where Dobie dies i think that was a good end point however i will critique one small realistic thing is they buried him on a beach dune and the beach dunes constantly move they don't realize this <laughs> maybe they magicked it but Harry was like no magic just a proper normal burial so <laughs> it's kind well, of cheating Harry nobody's gonna be flopping around I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, how embarrassing oof I'm glad you think about these things because I don't have to. <laughs> also, we don't get much of Snape in this film. We get a very little bit, but Snape gets to shine in part two. That's right. Uh, which currently feels like a natural transition right into part two. So for part Let's one, what, what, what final thoughts, final rating? Maybe we get a four stars here. I don't know. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to wait to give you my ratings until we're in the ranking segment of this episode. You're killing me, Smalls. Well, you can tell them what you've ranked them. Uh, you know they're all fives. It's true. It's true. I just I just want to be sure. Yeah. You've rewatched them recently. I just wasn't sure if that veil uh, of blind love has faded just a little bit. I think Blind Love has run its course. I've watched these movies dozens of times a piece. 
my thoughts aren't going to change at this point. Now you're just numb to it. Numb to the transcendent power numb of Harry Potter. That's not quite what I meant, but sure. We can yeah. go with that. Yep, yep. Okay, moving on. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. After the more mm. slow-paced, uh, deliberate plotting through Part 1, we get almost exactly two hours of nonstop action. And it's yes. awesome. This is like yes, one is. of the better finales in fran like uh, in the history of franchises. I think it's a pretty good finale. Uh, it's amazing. I'll say this: I thought I thought that it was the best Harry Potter feeling Harry Potter film. If that makes any sense, I didn't think Part One felt like a Harry Potter film at all. Oh, I guess this one very very much felt like a Harry Potter film. We returned to Hogwarts and it was the, it was Harry Potter at its best. Yes. Yes, it was. We start off the movie with a bang, literally breaking into Gringotts, which is a super fun scene. Right. There's a dragon, (laughs) a little goblin gets roasted, which is kind of funny, honestly. Ron, see, that's unfortunate. (laughs) I don't appreciate the stereotype about all goblins being bad. They're not. But then we just propagate this stereotype in Harry Potter. It's ridiculous. What is this? I mean, there's some good goblins in Harry Potter. Name one that we saw in the films. That's a dangerous game when I haven't read the books. <laughs> uh, Grip Hook is good in the first one. He just helps them to their vaults. He's kind of neutral in the first one. Yeah, that's not bad. And then well, like eight years later, bad. he's pretty bad. But anyway, we're just wrapping up the Horcrux hunt here. We've got to get through a lot of Horcruxes in two hours. So we start off in Gringotts, finding the Hufflepuff Cup, and we kill that one real quick. And Which isn't referenced as the Hufflepuff Cup in the movie, I don't think. Um... I don't remember. It it is, I only I only realized it was when I read about the film online and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why they didn't reference it as the Hufflepuff Cup. They might have mentioned it in they part have, one. I may have just been yeah. Playing I'm sure it was name dropped at one point, but there's a lot of information thrown at you. Yeah. Uh, so we get the dragon scene. Random side note. The visual effects in these movies are pretty stunning. I will say the visual effects for the last two films are pretty amazing. Yeah. The dragon looks phenomenal. Much better than the dragon in the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, And even that looks pretty good for a 2006 movie. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't look bad at all. So after that, after the Gringotts sequence, we basically dry off after jumping into some water, and then we're at Hogwarts for a nonstop final battle. Yeah. What would you think of the whole final fight for Hogwarts? Well, they really don't waste any time jumping right into it, huh? Not really. There's some talking about needing Horcruxes and things. Got to find the 
Ravenclaw diadem and gotta catch them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so obviously we had this slower paced book uh part one. I like that they just jumped right into it from a back-to-back thematic if you're watching them straight through with no breaks, because the second one picks up right where the first left off, it makes cinematic sense. Just that's where we are in the course of the story. Let's jump into it. We return to Hogwarts. We see a kind of sucky version of Hogwarts with Snape. I'm really excited to talk about Snape. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, I was right. You were right. And I was right. And we get the scene where Harry and some of the underground kids come in and they scare scare the living daylights out of everyone in the the mess hall. And then Maggie Smith steps up. You know, she plays Miss Monocle or something like that. <laughs> McGonagall. <laughs> sure, we can go with that. And she she for the first time really starts to use her power and everything kind of goes crazy and Snape turns into something and then he flies away, I think. Is that right? Am I Yeah, he yeah. Basically correct. He's not an animagus or anything. He just uses magic to get out. Nice. Nice. And then then we have Harry and the rest of the kids and Maggie Smith's uh, monocle take over the school. It's pretty great. And then I've she always wanted up. to use that spell. Yeah. And then she, she has that line where I think one of the uh, teachers refers to Voldemort as you know who and she's like it is, and his name is Voldemort. Start using it because yep. it doesn't it's not going to matter to him. Yeah. Which is a fun line because I, I'm still not quite sure why everyone just calls him uh, you know who. Uh, well in the early movies it's because it they think it's just kind of cursed or whatever and then the later movies after he comes back he actually puts a special magic on his name called a taboo where if you say his name he'll know where you are so that's that. Is that why harry kind of weaned off of saying it in the later films yes and that's why the snatchers found them at the end of movie seven because one of them said voldemort well good job guys yeah yeah so that was a great scene then you have Harry running through the castle trying to find the last no not the last but the last no it's not the last one of the final horcruxes yes yep. <laughs> and he has to talk to a ghost which is a very Harry Potter thing to do he talks yep. to a lot of ghosts yep. and they're very uncooperative yet they, they ultimately end up cooperating <laughs> sounds about right uh, and then we get the room of requirement scene where yes. he finds the diadem and Malfoy and his goons come and we get a wild ride where we get the beautiful line from Ron. If we die for them, Harry, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That was, that was kind of funny. That did stand out. Yep. And then we destroy the diadem and we've only got a few left. <clears throat> At this point, and- do they know they only have a few left? Yeah. Or do they think they've got okay? Yeah. Because I know they they have the snake. They know they have the snake left. And they don't realize the other one. Correct. Yet. Correct. Sweet. And then we get after the room of requirement. I think it's after that. We get them. We get my favorite 
action in the movie with them kind of going through the castle and we get this long these long tracking shots of the action going throughout the castle with this beautiful score going on as hogwarts burns to the ground it's amazing it was phenomenal my childhood <laughs> burns in before me i mean it's just it's the wizard war we've always wanted to see mm-hmm. and it's yeah. awesome yeah, there's not a lot of wizard fighting in this film. I think there's what we see Snape and Kenneth's character in book two kind of have a little sparring session. In book three, we don't really we have Harry flashing his light to scare away the death. No, the um, what's the mentors? The mentors. Yeah, I was trying to think of when Michael Scott says it in the office, so I could remember. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. And then we have book four, book four, which is book four is the Goblet of Fire. Harry versus Voldemort. Right. That's kind of a big one. Yeah. And then we get Dumbledore versus Voldemort in number five, which is epic and probably the best wizard duel. Yes. And then six. Is there is there a fight in six? No. Or does, or does Snape kind of just do the thing? He just does the thing. Sweet. So we should be talking about Snape now. Are we there? So after the big after the big battle scene, um, there Voldemort calls off his troops for a while, and we get just a brief lull in the action. Where, well, I guess we should talk about how Harry watches Snape die. Yes. Yeah. So that's rough. They're going to find the snake, I believe. And they hear Voldemort kill Snape because Voldemort thinks he doesn't have full power of the Elder Wand due to Snape still being alive. Did you understand the Elder Wand thing? Yes. Okay, cool. That was pretty well explained, I think. It It was Dumbledore's wand. He was killed. And so whoever killed him, according to Voldemort, would own the wand. Right. And that would have been Snape, except he was wrong. It wasn't whoever killed Dumbledore. It would have been whoever disarmed Dumbledore. So it was a completely different person. So Malfoy. Snape died for no reason. Yeah, Snape died a for no reason. little monster. And then we get a nice last scene between Harry and Snape. Snape gives Harry his memories. And during the lull, he goes up to Dumbledore's office, uses the pensive one last time, and we get maybe the best scene in the series. Expedition, exposition dump. Expedition the best dump, one. but you're crying the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, but I was very happy. Which, I was happy I was right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because in the last episode that we did of the series, I was very adamant that I believed that Snape would be a good guy. And this was all ruse. And it was for a couple of reasons. One, that conversation in six where Harry walks in and Snape says he doesn't want to do something and Dumbledore says he has no choice. And then at the end there, Snape and Dumbledore kind of have a knowingful gaze with each other. Yes. So that's why that's why I thought Snape was good and it was all a ruse and I was right. You were right. And we find out through the memories that Snape. James is a jerk. Snape loved Lily. That's and true. It's, I think 
the hardest thing to see is him going to the Potter household after Voldemort's killed them and him holding Lily's body. That's rough. Alan Rickman absolutely kills it. It's yeah, really good. Does. Also, something to note. He definitely seems like he aged a significant amount of years between six and these two films. Yeah, I think that's just Alan Rickman getting older. Which I thought was interesting because Maggie Smith doesn't look like she aged at all. I mean, that's Maggie Smith. <laughs> she still looks the same. That's fair. You start old and it's just smooth sailing from there. Yeah. I think the only thing that changes about Maggie Smith is her hair gets a little grayer. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So we get we get the Snape scene, which is amazing and awesome. Mm-hmm. And Harry finds out from that that James is a jerk. He's been idolizing his jerk father. It's the worst. We find out that... Do you have issue with this? No. They explained it. They say he mellowed out in the later years and he and Lily got together much later. It wasn't during their early years of school when he was a jerk. To be fair, they don't explain that in the films. Well, that doesn't matter to me because I've read the books. (laughs) <clears throat> well all right fine. Also, move on you can kind of tell that yeah. lily and james are happy due to all the photos of them being very happy yes but yeah, yeah we find out that harry to... what mm-hmm. <laughs> i was saying good job lily just leaving your only childhood friend who protected you against your jerk sister in the dust like you're nothing another thing to note Snape is portrayed as always he in the book he's portrayed Mm. as definitely not being very good for her Mm. during the memories like he hangs out with the Slytherin goons all the time and hangs around with Tom Riddle all the time and yeah that's fair that's fair so that's a thing Obviously, uh, you're right, not super well explained in the movies. Thank you. But during the memories, we find out that Harry needs to die because he is a horcrux. When Voldemort killed his parents, he split his soul and it latched onto Harry, the only other living thing in the room. So we get this brutal scene of Harry literally walking to his death. He says goodbye to Ron and Hermione. He finds the resurrection stone and sees his family, which hurts. Right. Um, before we before we get into the next scene, because I think it's pretty important for the course of the film, I just want to backtrack to Snape for a moment. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, and I could be I could be dead wrong with this. In that vision of Snape's memories, it goes through all these sequences where you f- find out that throughout the whole series, Snape has been secretly helping harry right i mean essentially yeah well there yeah there are a couple things like when he he it's revealed that he's the one that sent the what is it a deer the doe yeah yeah the doe to lead him to the sword of gryffindor did snape put his spellbook in the 
classroom there for Harry to find to help him out in uh, uh, Half Blood Prince? That's a good question. I don't think so. Mm. I think it was just there, and that was kind of a coincidence. Um, but after Snape found Malfoy bleeding in the bathroom after their mm. duel in number six, um, he would have known immediately. Right. So, yeah. I don't think it was intentional. I could be wrong. I haven't read them okay. in a while. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So, get back. He he sees his family with the the stone. Yes. Is definitely not the time stone. It's the soul stone. No. What is it called? <laughs> the resurrection stone. Right. Sorry. It's okay. That's a really powerful scene. We actually get to see him interact with his parents for technically not the first time, but it feels like the first time. And more importantly, we get to see Sirius Black for a moment. We do. And Lupin, who... Gary Oldman. Lupin is dead now. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Everyone dies. Fred dies. Lupin dies. Tonks dies. Who? Fred Lupin and Tonks. No, yeah, I know who's who's Tonks. The girl who can change her hair color and her appearance. Okay. Oh, that's right. She was in Order of the Phoenix. Briefly. Yes, yes. She and Lupin got married off screen. Oh. Glad that was explained. <laughs> also, I really like that What's-His-Face showed up in these films. Oh. That that narrows it down. <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, General Hux. Oh, in the the actor. Yeah, it's Donald Gleason. Yeah, of course he was going to be in this film. He's redheaded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, I believe the actor who plays Mad Eye Moody is his dad, Brandon really? Gleason. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would would track. Yeah. Unless they both have the same last name. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't expect him to show up. I was like, oh, hey, I know that guy. He plays Bill. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Yeah, Bill, the oldest Weasley brother. Was he friends with what's-his-face Pattinson's character? Cedric? Um, Yes. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm probably wrong. I thought there was a reference in, in that book, but I'm probably definitely wrong. Okay, cool. Anyway, we see Harry's family. It's sad. It's rough. And then he confronts Voldemort, and we have a line. Whoever wrote this line should get a raise, I think. It's not in the book, but Voldemort, before killing him, says, the boy who lived, come to die. And that's awesome. And he kills him, and then it's the movie's over. Harry loses the credits roll. Yeah, it was kind of an abrupt end to seven <laughs> books, but thematically it made sense to me. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But then plot twist, after the credits, we get a really long after credits sequence. <laughs> yeah, um, it's almost like the other second half of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole another hour or something. Um, <laughs> that be the worst that would be the worst for a director to do. <laughs> that would be terrible. 
<laughs> people would just riot in droves. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. Harry gets killed and he wakes up in some purgatory looking place and he meets Dumbledore. That's right. Um, and Dumbledore explains things. Some things. Other things I'm still very foggy on. Well, you but can ask a few questions if you want. Were so were they dead? Was he dead? Uh, sure, maybe. Because I know that. Also, was were they inside of his consciousness? Because you see that shot of, or inside his own soul? Because you see that shot of Voldemort, the yeah. little the little part of Voldemort dying. I don't think he died. Because when he comes back to reality, barely any time has passed, um, and he's still breathing at that point, I think right. um, it was sort of an in-between state, and he could have chosen to die, but he didn't. Right. Yeah. So this is the problem with the education at Hogwarts, and this is something I've complained about since the first book, is that while they may be teaching magic arts, they're not teaching practical, functional academic uh, studies so you look at Voldemort a graduate of Hogwarts and he didn't even know how to check a pulse to see if someone was dead or alive well he didn't check the pulse he had Narcissa Malfoy check the pulse that's right and if they had had a proper education they would have known no she knew she asked him a question and he answered it and because he answered the way she wanted it to she lied about it he didn't say anything did he he nodded she asked is Drake? It was Malfoy's mother. He asked. She asked if Malfoy was still alive, and he nodded. And she decided to spare his life then, because she just wanted out at this point. She wanted to get her son and get out, no matter what it took. I didn't see him nod. That's fair. Also, how did they have Hagrid? Um, well, there was a whole army of Death Eaters, and they probably walked up to his hut and captured him. So, so they hadn't had him in prison for a while. Uh, presumably not. I assumed from the start of the battle. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe okay. as like bait for Harry or something. I don't know. No, I just he wasn't present in the film up to that point, and then he just is there in chains, and it was yeah quite yeah. taken aback. And also, where's his half brother? That I still have many issues with the fact his half brother brother shows up for no reason that's explained in the book i don't remember what it is okay. but it is explained <laughs> okay actually, oh, actually i remember i remember from... i remember oh. i think grop goes to try to recruit the giants to fight for them i think maybe grop can hardly talk yeah well he can talk to giants um oh, that's fair it seems like many of my issues stem from things that are explained in the book but are skipped over in the movies. That's understandable. No adaptation is yeah. going to be perfect. It's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Harry dies, but then he doesn't, and Hagrid carries his not-corpse back, and we get a fun scene of the Death Eaters and Voldemort being like, yeah, we won, and then Neville gives an awesome speech and pulls the Sword of Gryffindor out of the sorting hat. That's pretty rad. And then 
Harry's alive, so that's fun. Yeah, and everything's downhill for the Death Eaters and Voldemort from there. Yeah, then we get a really fun battle sequence where um, Harry is fighting Voldemort, hoping that Ron and Hermione can kill the snake. And then <laughs> I love Neville coming out of nowhere with the slow-mo sword kill on the snake. Yeah. It's awesome. And then we get the final showdown in the courtyard. Well, hey, hold, hold on. Hold you on. skipped over. Oh, Game did you want to talk about Bellatrix? <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Runs mom, kills her. It's awesome. It is awesome. I told you she would get her moment. You, yes, you did. Yeah. That was great. The, the line she says before killing her. You remember that? Uh, in the book, that's in all caps. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's not a Dumbledore asked calmly. Yeah. It's great. Just <laughs> that's awesome. Straight up destroys Bellatrix. And then after that, which was very important, I'll admit, we get the climactic showdown in the courtyard. And we get the classic wand beams connecting and it's pretty epic and awesome and harry wins you know what i realized what there's really only so much action you can choreograph with two guys with wands you're not wrong it's like all right we're gonna thrust these towards each other and look like we're really struggling yeah that's kind of how it is I will say, I saw this movie in 3D in the theaters the second time I saw it, and Voldemort yeah. flaking apart was the most 3D the movie ever got. <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> he was flaking away before flaking away was cool. Yeah, it was. He was dusted before dusting was a thing. Yeah. He blipped. Yeah. And then yeah, we, we got that great moment. Yeah finally the final showdown this is what their third time they've met face to face after like uh, after Voldemort's resurrection I'm not counting when yeah. he came across the Horcrux in book two yeah 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 and it's very satisfying mm. we have the nice final moment on the bridge with the three characters and everything ends and there's no time jump and then there's a nice epilogue where we get to see them all looking older except for hermione and... yeah i was gonna say did they did she just refuse <laughs> i think they like pushed her hair up a little bit or something i don't know but uh and, and ron's got a beer belly naturally um and we get the, the cute... worst <laughs> we get the cute little harry named his kids after important people moment and yeah we, we get the closing shot and it fades out. Yeah, and, and Harry was alone. Harry was single. He was a single father. No, that's not how <laughs> it's not how really? it works. That's not how babies work. I thought it was adopted. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Who who I thought I thought Ron's sister was just there for emotional support for Ron because he had a beer belly. Definitely, definitely the case. That is the worst pairing in the history of film and book. Which one? Both of them. Uh, They're both horrible. 
as you wish. I'm not going to argue with you about you, it. But you disagree. I do disagree. Why well, do you disagree? I, I mean, I can understand being annoyed by Ron and Hermione, but um, I think they end up working out. And I think Harry and Ginny are adorable. No, they're not. They're, they're the most awkward pairing in the world. In the movies, yes. I'm... But I've read the books 10 times, and I know that they are not okay. awkward in real life. Well, we're, it's called we watch movies not we read books well i've read books and i'm gonna use that knowledge <laughs> it's horrible it's she great is, she is i don't i'm, I'm not gonna insult the In actress but book, just book. the character is not a well fleshed out character book Ginny is super sassy sarcastic and fights everybody it's great mm. they have great so chemistry cool. and it's super cute so like the opposite of her yes own. the portrayal was not perfect the writing for her character was not perfect it was horrible because i still disagree i and i will i will take that to my to my grave or at least until i forget what the movies were about which will probably be much sooner yeah it'll probably be next week <laughs> i'll admit i watched these i watched these it's almost two weeks ago now and I was kind of slipping on some of the uh, scenes. I'm sure you were. Like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh. Okay. Well, long story short, we both agree. Hermione and Harry are the better pairing. You, you do agree with that. You do agree and, with and, that. And, and JK and Emma Watson agree. And so does Rupert Grint. And does, probably does... Daniel Radcliffe, if okay. you asked him. Okay, okay. Anyway, we get the last shot even, of them being married. Even Voldemort cute. agrees. <laughs> Does he? Ray Fiennes agrees. That, that's a well, no, Voldemort. Voldemort himself. <laughs> that's right. They asked him before he dusted it, and he's like, "Well, in my opinion, it's humble as it is." Harry, Harry asking for relationship advice just before he kills Voldemort. <laughs> Wait, before you dust completely, who 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 is better for me? Well. Certainly, certainly not one of those Weasleys. <laughs> Whatever, man. The red it... hair doesn't come out. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the end of Harry Potter. And what a ride it was. Yeah. Eight films. Eight films over more than four weeks, but we did it. Yeah, it was close. It was like eight, ten weeks. Something like that. It was a while. So let's move on to our ranking. Um, yeah. And while you, when you, whenever we get to eight and seven for you, throw in your five out of five star rating as well. Okay. Well, if I don't want to disappoint you, they're not going to be five star. I'm not expecting that. I just hope one of them is four stars. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant I thought you, when you uh, said five star rating. I was like, I meant oh, out, that's out of five stars. Supplemental messaging there. No, no, no. Okay. So we'll start with our eighth ranked one. I'm pretty sure both of us have the same one. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, Chamber of Secrets. Yep. Number two, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Secrets. Uh, the tone of. My, yeah. The 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 more youthful tone, the the more dated visuals, the traditional robe style. It just doesn't really feel modern. Whereas it kind it's of just felt a fresh. worse version of the first one. Yeah, it felt fresh and exciting and wondrous in the first one and the second one. It's just kind of like, we need an update. 
We've seen this, plus we take Hermione out of the last 40 minutes of the film because reasons. She gets petrified. That's the reason. That That's not a good reason. Do, do you want them to carry her body around the whole time? <laughs> no, I, I didn't want JK to petrify her for the last 40 minutes of the film. I see, I see. In, in the book version, which adapted into the film. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I got to sneeze. Don't you wish you had a cough button right now? I'm back. Oh, wow. That was fast. Yeah. Okay. Um, number seventh ranked movie for me is number one. Yep. Mine is also number one. Yeah. I think it's a really fun introduction. I think it introduces the brilliant cast really, really well. It's a fun story. It's a great kids movie. And it really does have like that whimsical, magical feel, especially when Harry's first being introduced to everything. Um, there's a lot of candy. There's a lot of candy. That does weird stuff to you. That's less so in this one and more so in others, but yes. Right. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a classic. Always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Love it. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah, that you gave that one two and a half stars, right? I gave it a three, but two and a half sounds better. Let's go with that. Touche. <laughs> Darn it. I should have said three and a half. You gave it five stars, right? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, sixth ranked movie. For me, you'll disagree with this, is number seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I disagree <laughs> cool, cool, cool. you see I just it's great and I have no issues with it it just except that it's the worst <laughs> that's not even true I ranked it sixth okay, I just right. it's a case of it being great but the others mm-hmm. just being better in my head in my mind I I enjoy so many of the scenes, but it is a little slower and less exciting in some areas. It's not Harry Potter enough for you. Sure. It's the Harry Potter film for non-Harry Potter fans. Yeah, it is. And that's you. <laughs> that's right. That's why I, I was like, oh, this is this is good. And then we watched the the final one and I was like, oh, this is good, but it's it's Harry Potter again. So that's what that's is, what I come to Harry Potter for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next what, what's your number six uh the prisoner of azkaban oh wow yep cool it is the 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 flying thing that he flies did not age well graphically at all flying Which is thing not, that he flies yeah what is it it's got the wings it's got the beak like this is the hippogriff sure yeah Animation-wise, I thought it, it did not age very well compared to some of the other rendered creatures in the series. Hmm. That's interesting, since it was animatronic. Well, that's that's the reason. Wait, you're telling me that every shot of that creature was animatronic? No. I thought it was just when he was chained up. Not every shot, but there's... Yeah. A, there there are a couple of sequences where I'm looking at it, I'm like, Ugh, it does not look good. Whatever, man. I think Buckbeak looks great. Hmm. The time travel thing was fun. 
Lupin is a great character. I'm very disappointed with how they've treated him throughout the rest of the series after that. They kind of, every time you show the fact that he died. (laughs) Not even that. He just shows up and he's kind of like a jerk to Harry. (laughs) It's like, why are you being a jerk, Lupin? I thought you were like, I thought you were cool, but no, you're not. Enough. And Sirius Black's cool, and then we get the the rat. Scabbers turning into Peter Pettigrew. Joey heard me say rat, and he was like, where? <laughs> he did. Where's Ellen? We haven't heard Ellen in a while. I don't know. I haven't heard her in a while, to be honest. Rest in peace, Ellen. Yeah. Uh, my fifth-ranked movie is... Wait, number... did you tell us your sixth? Yes, it was the yeah. seventh. It was Death or Hallows Part 1. We're saying a lot of numbers. I'll use the titles. Thank you. Um, My fifth ranked movie is the sixth movie, Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Uh, It's great. It's probably the best movie visually from like a cinematography standpoint. He agrees. Um, We get a lot more character development. This one's a little slower. It's kind of like a combination of standard Harry Potter with the non-Harry Potterness of Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more character driven. I love the scene in the cave with Dumbledore and Harry. I love the, I really just love all of act three. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. It's kind of the antithesis to order of the Phoenix. Uh, yeah. where it's very much focused on the relationship between Dumbledore and Harry. Whereas in order of the Phoenix, Dumbledore was avoiding Harry at all costs. Precisely. Yeah. It's a good time. What number are we on? Uh, your fifth ranked. My fifth ranked is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Five for five. Umbridge is the worst. Okay, she's the worst. She's not very interesting. Uh, we see Hagrid can show up three quarters of the way through the film, and he brings along his half brother troll thing and that just felt very out of place and then umbridge gets taken away by the centaurs and i'm very disappointed they didn't eat her so that bumps it down further yeah uh those are some reasons (laughs) the fourth ranked one for me is the fourth movie harry potter and the goblet of fire okay for a long time, this is one of my favorites. Well, I suppose it still is. It's the upper half. You've got them all ranked five stars. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love. I love like this one sucks, but it's five stars. Okay. I love tournaments and fun stuff like that, and it really changes up the formula uh, after three standard Hogwarts years. Um, we get the Triwizard Tournament. The tasks are a blast. I love the dragon. I love mm-hmm. the maze, especially. Cedric's a really fun character, and we get Voldemort coming back, and it's it's dark, it's brutal, and it's really awesome. Yeah, and we get Robert Pattinson, which is great. Yeah, yeah. We should do a Twilight Marathon. No, no. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> I, you read the books, you watched the movies, and I... I reject you for it. I've only read the books. I haven't seen the movies. Oh, wow. That's, that's. No, I'm I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's your fourth number four? <laughs> is going to be uh, the Half Blood Prince. Do you have this written out beforehand, or are you just making it up as we go? No, I've I've got this planned out in my head, but I I've been toying back and forth between this one and my third. Gotcha. Cool. So, Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Half-Blood Prince. I don't like that they try to trick me into thinking that Snape is a bad guy. You can't you can't deceive <laughs> me like that. What do you think you are, a Slytherin? But wow. I do like Did you just I, drop an accurate Harry Potter reference? <laughs> Maybe. Well done. I'm hoping. After, after eight movies, you got one to land. <laughs> That's right. Not bad. <laughs> No, so then you've got, I like the relationship be, relationship between Harry and Dumbledore, and that's kind of fleshed out more, and he's, they're just, you know, they're doing their team thing. You know, Dumbledore's dying from his curse on his hand, but we don't know that yet because, you know, Snape, Snape steps in and saves the day. So it's kind of interesting. Also, I should, I it was kind of cool to see in uh, part two of Deathly Hallows that, Dumbledore was going to die anyway, so it wasn't really like Snape was killing him, killing him. Because he was already doomed, cursed to die. Yeah, for sure. Which really changes that the dynamic of that moment. It does. Yeah, no, I just thought that Half-Blood Prince was good. I, I really like the, the sequence where they're in the lab and they're trying to make the potion and Hermione gets all mad at him. It's a good time. There's a lot of fun, fun she, moments in it. She really hates him in this film for a couple of moments yeah. there <laughs> yeah, because she's got the book, and for the first time in her life, he's uh, she's not the the best student in the classroom. Yeah, it's... she hates that book. <laughs> she does. Actually, in the book, <clears throat> in the book itself, she constantly tries to get him to get rid of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, my number three ranked is movie three, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. This oh. is the first great Harry Potter movie, I think, from an objective standpoint. Um, the time travel is a blast. The mystery of Sirius Black is super fun. And we take Ron out of the last 40 minutes of the film, so that's pretty great. It's got really solid action. I love the final moment with Harry using the Patronus charm on all the Dementors. It's just epic. Mm -hmm. it's excellent i love it it also just really pushes the series into the modern era with normal clothing and other normal stuff <laughs> yeah no definitely it's a good film i agree what's your number three number three harry potter and the goblet of fire very good very good We've got Cedric Diggory, or as he's better known, Robert Pattinson. That is up. his real name. It's his better name. And uh, Victor Crumb, who doesn't say much. He does not say much. He's kind of Russian like that. Yep, he is Russian like that. <laughs> but no, it, was, it was just kind of fun seeing all the different tournaments. It's kind of exciting, fast-paced. It seemed like we... Unlike the other films, and I think this is because you told me what the book was, 800 pages, something like that. Yeah, there is a, there's like a that. 
lot happening in this film, but we get to it very quickly, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's paced very. I don't mind a lot happening if we get to it quickly. Yeah, (laughs) you like the fast pace. Yes, it felt like I watched it super fast and I was done super quick, so it was great. Nice. No, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. Okay, top two. My second favorite is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I think this has the best action, the best score, a super different, interesting story. It really pushes Harry as a character with all of the anger and frustration he's feeling. It puts him in a rough spot with nobody believing him about Voldemort being back. It's just, it kind of pushes everyone to the next level sort of and then we get the finale in the department of mysteries and the ministry of magic which is just awesome yeah Dumbledore was fudge being exposed for clown yeah stupid captain fudge (laughs) just the worst yeah (laughs) anyway captain fudge aside what's your number two yeah it's great okay this is another place where i not quite sure. Objectively speaking, okay, subjectively, there's one I liked better. Objectively speaking, and I think I want to like this. I want to, okay, it's down between part one and part two of the Deathly Hallows, and I want to like part one more because it's less of a Harry Potter film, but part two is the better. So, number two, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one. And I'm giving it a three and a half stars. Three and a half. Yes. I'll take it the same as most of the others. I think just one or two of the others. Fair enough. Okay. I'll take it. We talked plenty about this one. So, yeah. And your number one is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. It's nice. the finale, the best. I watch it constantly. It's amazing. It simple is, as that it's very good we've discussed it and obviously my number one is harry potter and the deathly hollows part two and i think i'm going to give it you're killing me smalls i'm not trying to kill you i still haven't decided i've been thinking about this for two weeks now be, be objective don't take my opinion into it I think I'm going to have to give it a half star. <laughs> no. Oof. That, that would be incredibly awkward and blow my list up entirely. Yeah, it would. Look, Elijah, I think I'm going to have to give this a three and a half. I want to be optimistic and give it a four, but I just, something's preventing me from getting it over that hurdle. And I, it's a great film. I think it's very good. It's a lot of fun. However, something I've said before, in the past is this is a genre a style a genre this is a tone of film i don't i'm this wizarding world is does not appeal to me at all it's i don't don't want to be harshly critical of it but i think it's a little dull a little boring it just doesn't interest me that deathly hollows part two is definitely the best of that and it's a very entertaining film fair enough i won't argue about it obviously i disagree but your opinion's your opinion, and if it, the world doesn't click with you, it just it just doesn't. But I'm glad you enjoyed the movies. No, and I I, I did enjoy 
watching them. Definitely. I was telling you the other day, I definitely don't regret watching them. It was, it was fun. It was interesting. I think we've spent enough time on these films. I think it'll be exciting to move on to other films and be less... Uh... Wait, you didn't know? Our next eight weeks is another rewatch of Harry Potter. <laughs> Our next eight weeks, we're just going to be watching the two... Uh, what are they called? Wild, uh, no, not wild. Hmm. What are they called? I was I gonna make a joke. I don't know what you're talking about, honestly. Fantastic beasts, and where to find them. We're just gonna spend oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. those. There you go. The first one's really fun. The second one, don't know what happened there, to be honest. I heard it's got Johnny Depp. It does, and he's Grindelwald. He's good in it. Um. But anyway, that's going to wrap up our Harry Potter series. And while we may not be spending the next eight weeks on Harry Potter again, it may take me eight weeks to watch the next movie we're covering, which is um, <laughs> The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which Forrest claims is like 12 hours long. So that'll be fun. Okay, so I do want to amend something that I said in an earlier episode. Yes. I re- I, we were discussing how long the film was, and I had said it was quite extensive, and... I checked while we were talking, I checked on Google just to see how long it was. And Google said it was three hours and 56 minutes. It is not three hours and 56 minutes. The runtime is two hours and 56 minutes. So I'm not sure where Google is getting its facts. Huh. Interesting. That makes it but, better for me. I will only have to watch it in three sessions now. It's going to take you three sessions. I don't, I don't have time to sit. I don't have time to sit down and watch a movie. Jackie doesn't also want to watch. So that's yeah. fair. <laughs> I'll be That's watching right. it at night in Wait, one hey, hour hold chunks. On. Hold on. It's it's young Clint Eastwood. As that is best. true. No, that, hold on. Best. That's true. The thing is, the words three hours immediately make it her least favorite movie ever. She she can't do movies over two hours and like 10 minutes. <laughs> there are a lot of three hour films out there. And she has not watched any of them. <laughs> Trust she me. didn't watch Endgame? Uh, oh, yeah, I did slug her through that. She was pretty bored because it was too long. Okay. So, yeah. She does love other Marvel movies, though, don't worry. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, directed by Sergio Leone, scored by Ennio Morricone, starring Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, and. Is it in English? Eli Wallach. Yeah, so that's a great question that you've asked. As many of you may recall, The Great Silence was English dubbed and it was bad. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the three main characters I just referenced, which would be uh, Blondie, Tuco, and Angel Eyes, all speak English. And the others... Like like it's the actors speaking English. (laughs) The actors are speaking English. So Clint's good. Didn't speak Italian, which is interesting because he needed a translator every time he spoke to Sergio Leone. In fact, the only of the the only one of the three main characters, uh, the actors, Eli Wallace was the only one that could speak Italian and talk directly to Sergio Leone. But those three speak English. All of the minor characters are all people that they 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 cast from various you know from you know, actors in Italy and Spain. And they, they're not speaking English. However, the dubbed their dubs is so much better than The Great Silence. In fact, I didn't 
I didn't actually know that they weren't speaking English and that it was dubbed until after the fact. So well, that's good news for me. Yeah, no, they're they're all speaking English. The main three are actually speaking English and the dubs are very well done. Okay, cool. Well, that's what we'll be doing uh, in two weeks from now. And next week we'll do a mini cast about something or another. Yeah, I think next week we are going to be, you remember that ringer? That ringer list of the 25 best sci-fi films. You mean that disaster, abhorrent yeah. offense to my senses? Yeah, so we're going to be breaking that down next week. And it'll be a lot of fun as we tell them how long they are. We should come up with our own, like, maybe not we 25, should. but like 10 space movies. Let's do it. I'm good with that. Yeah, so that'll cool. be fun. Yeah. Um, in the meantime... We're gonna I'm gonna go eat breakfast. Pancakes? Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh any last words? It's finally over. We did it. Uh thanks so much for nah, it was a great time. Thanks so <laughs> much for listening. I've been Elijah. He has been Forrest. You all that's have me. Been, that's him. You all have been beautiful, and this has been We Watch Movies. We'll see you next time.